welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass revenant gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam, and we got with us here a cool cat, Chad Michael Ennis. Meow! <laughs> it's my cat. The cool cat and the wolf man. <laughs> We've turned into morning radio jockeys. I'm all about it. This is episode 235. Um, you can catch us live on twitch.tv slash at Sunday evenings at 8.30 Eastern. YouTube podcast services Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern. Coming up on today's show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a Marvel MMO is incoming. Uh, again, a Massive Effect TV show. Multiple teases about multiple things. And a couple remasters as well. What? I will go ahead and preface this. Everybody, hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoyed your holidays. Everyone in the gaming industry also took off, so we are You know who didn't? Fumes. You know who still produced a podcast episode during Thanksgiving week? Us. Us did. These guys. That's right. That's right. Wolfman and the cool cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our first story today. RE4 Remake gets leaked by an actor. Fuck yeah. From the Resident Evil series. Fuck this is yeah. from Jordan Midler. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this Family Guy episode. Uh, it's from Jordan Midler at VGC. Uh, the voice actor behind Wesker in the Resident Evil series is alleged to have shared confidential concept art for the unannounced RE4 remake. Uh, the art shows the character in what is claimed to be the separate ways portion of the unannounced game. I don't remember that part from Resident Evil, but that's part of the game. That's the uh, actor DC. I think separate ways is mm-hmm. the um, the Ada Wong like additional add-on thing that was part of the her PS2. little extra part. I just remember the village. I don't remember, but yeah, I remember the Ada Wong thing. Okay, makes sense. Uh, actor DC Douglas is alleged to have shared the image with more than one fan via direct message on Twitter. He just, he's got to show it. Uh, although it's not clear how authentic the image is, shortly after it began spreading on social media, Douglas appeared to have deleted his Twitter account. Uh, as first reported by VGC last year, RE4 Remake has been in development since 2018. Uh, it's passed hands to different studios within Capcom during that time. So DC Douglas just really wanted to show people what Wesker or whatever this whatever this thing looks like. He's like, hey, let me slide in your DMs and show you some RE concept art. So that's wild that this is how this comes out. Yeah. Uh can confirm separate ways is the Ada Wong like after you beat the game, not on the GameCube version, but every other version, after you beat the game, you unlock her like five chapters. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is I feel like this is kind of commonplace though like a lot of actors well i guess it happens more so in tv series and things like that too like i think about the spider-man movie coming up and how alfred molina was just like hey y'all i'm dr octopus in the new spider-man movie like doesn't even have a title yet but i just want to let you know i'm in it and i'm dr octopus yeah i'm in there <laughs> yeah same thing Gar- with- garfield keeps is like i'm not in it i'm not in it i'm not in it <laughs> yeah. Molina's like yeah i'm in it they won <laughs> Um, there have been a couple um, it's of weird things to see it from video games though. Yeah. For video games, there've been a couple of things I can, well, I can't think of any of the names of things off the top of my head, but I feel like it's happened two or three times over the last couple of years where someone is like, Hey, I'm voicing so-and-so in this upcoming video game. And no one's like, what? We didn't even know that existed, but I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. It's a lot less commonplace in video games. The last couple that we've had over i think like the last month or two it's always been an interview with a musician it's like yeah i'm making a song for that resident evil game it's like what oh you didn't know 
uh, I think this happened twice. I don't remember what game it was, but yeah, a music people were like, yeah, I'm making songs for this thing. I think it's called Resident Evil or something like that. Wow, <laughs> They're just like, like All right. there's some there's a house and there's like some evil in it. Uh, I don't know, and someone who lives there's bad. I'm just excited this is happening. Well, two th- two things. One, I'm excited that it's happening. Everyone kind of assumed after the success of RE2 remake and then RE3 that like four was next up. Um, so I'm excited for it. We played it for Barf either earlier this year or last year. And while it's a great game, like it is in desperate need of of an update because it's it's hard to play. But the second thing that I, I'm just surprised a little bit about it, like it, I figured it was coming, but also the fact that they just released the VR version of it, which was again mm. a ground up remake of the game just for VR with you know updated textures. They had to rework the way all of the guns and things like that work in first person in VR rather than over the shoulder, and um, so like. It's 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 interesting. I guess there are two different studios obviously working on it, but it's interesting that they have two brand new from the ground up redesigned versions of this game in the process at once. Mm. Yeah, doing the research for this, it was uh I don't know. I think it's like M3 or there's there are multiple studios at Capcom and the studio who was did RE3 remake was supposed to be heading this up, but after RE3 remake came out they're like actually we're going to go to our main studio. So kind of diss them guys yeah. apparently but i mean yeah it had to be after two i'm like two was the one i'm like if they ever remake two people everyone wanted that you know like, if they ever do this one they're just gonna do all of them and yeah two came out and was a huge success even three people giving it people giving it shit or whatever it still sold well yeah i think it's still like people still think it's a solid game it's just like this game's short but yeah um this will be a big deal whenever it comes out i'm with you i need modern tellings of, of these old games because there's a lot of classic like uh like kotor is perfect example even though i think that remake's gonna suck <laughs> but kotor is awesome i absolutely love kotor but trying to play kotor now is difficult because that game is 20 years old almost yeah and again the story is great but the gameplay is not good and again that doesn't change how great the game was at the time but can't live on nostalgia forever so i'm ready for a remake of this one i've only played i think like a couple hours of it played at a friend's house on his gamecube uh, and everyone really likes it so i want to be able to finish it do you think I, I assume like Resident Evil 5 and 6, if they ever get around to those, like it'll be a pretty straightforward remake. Like those are modern enough that I think there'll be not too much to, to change in those. But do you ever think they're going to go back and re-remake Resident Evil 1? Because I feel like that's the one that like it got Resident Evil remake and then it got the Resident Evil remake remaster for PS4s. And mm. then I was like, but it, that one, it needs the gameplay updates. Because that's another yeah. one we played for Barf, and that's another one that we decided we're, we're not going to finish this. The inventory management and trying to make your way back and forth across the mansion 30,000 times and the Crimson Heads and all that kind of shit. Like that, that's one where it was too hard to play nowadays by modern Resident Evil standards. But I just I don't know if they're going to go back and, after already having remade that game, whether they're going to remake it again with these new. They could probably do that one, because re- the RE remake was remade on GameCube, and then they just updated it for whatever, that current generation of consoles, right? I believe that's what it was. Yeah. Um, so they haven't actually done any work on that game, and it seems like a long time. Here, if RE4 Remake comes out and does well, just like 2 and 3 did well, we'll start getting everything. They'll do 5, they'll do 6, they'll do Code Veronica, they'll do Revelations do 1 and 2. As long as people keep playing them, I think they're willing to 
to put the time in. But I think after four, though, like that really is two and four are the one that people care about. Yeah. So at this point, it's do two and four and then maybe work on nine instead. I don't know. But they've they've got a money train going, but I think they're running out of cars on the train. I don't know. I'll still it's weird because I wasn't really this type of person until the last like 10 years, but I I'll buy anything Resident Evil nowadays. That's a lie. Mm. I won't buy like Resident Evil multiplayer games. I won't buy Resident Evil spin-off games, but I'll buy a mainline Resident Evil game nowadays pretty much without question. Operation Raccoon City remaster. I won't go see the movies. I won't watch the animes. I won't watch. Remember the that movie came out last week? Yeah, I read about that happening. It was like, oh fuck, that launched last week. What? That brand new retelling of the first game in the movie form. I don't know if anyone well, could hear that on the podcast, but I just farted. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, speaking of Christmas, it's playtime. Playtime. <laughs> <laughs> We're now a jazz podcast. <laughs> Chad, what you been playing? Oh, Adam, I failed this week. I failed spectacularly. The last okay. couple weeks I've been bragging about like, oh, I got a whole week off. I'm going to do nothing but play video games and catch up on a bunch of shit. I've got a whole list of things of Black Friday I'm going to buy. And I did buy a lot of things and I played none of that list. Mm-hmm. Didn't play Guardians, didn't play Ratchet and Clank, I didn't play Returnal, I didn't play Death Stranding, I didn't play anything I had on my list, but I did play a little bit more in Last of Us Part 2, I got to the halfway point twist, and I just started a little bit mm-hmm. of that uh, half second half of the game uh, this afternoon. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of, like an hour of Pokemon Shining Pearl, every like almost every night before bed. Like, that's what I do. I charge my watch at night, and I sleep, use my watch to sleep, track my sleep. So I'll mm-hmm. pop my watch down to charge, and then while it's charging up to full, I'll throw some Pokemon on and play that in bed. But the biggest thing I've been playing is Halo Infinite. I talked a little bit last week about, like, oh, yeah, I played a couple of matches. I haven't played Slayer yet, but I am, I am in now. I played – there's a new event, a timed event, which I guess will probably be over by the time people hear this on demand on Tuesday – um yeah it's i forget it's fiesta something fiesta and it's a new mode that you play where it's slayer all the time which is what i was missing and i remember you even mm-hmm. you even text me like hey i finally got to play my first slayer match and it was awesome and i was like god i'm so jealous but now everything's slayer and what's great is that the fiesta matches just like all the weapons like you can spawn with literally any random weapons. So you could spawn with a hammer. You could spawn with a freaking rocket launcher. You could spawn with two pistols. You could spawn with anything. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. always Slayer all the time. And it is a blast. And the thing that's hooked me in is I'm good at it. Like I would say about half oh. the matches, I lead in kills, which is wild for me in a competitive multiplayer game. Um, so I'm having a ton of fun with it. I grinded out so many hours and the, the, the battle passes are weird, but I grinded out a lot of hours in order to get that samurai armor before it goes away. Um, mm-hmm. I, that's, that's kind of my, my one issue with this game is the way the battle passes work. If anyone hasn't played it yet, it's not the traditional, like just gain experience by killing people or playing matches in order to progress your pass. You have to actually like complete daily or weekly challenges. and they are uh, challenges that you have a set number of them. So like three of them. It's like, hey, get kills with this weapon. Get kills with the Warthog. Get, um, play this type of match and this many times. Or get headshots five times in PvP. And 
you get like a very, very limited number of like, I can't do this challenge, so I'm going to swap it out for something else. And then you just have to do those challenges. And that's fine, like whatever, because honestly, the battle pass, like there's nothing really in it that I super want anyway. I did buy the battle pass just because I'm enjoying the game enough and I want to support the developers. But um, the the cosmetics aren't super enticing. They all look very, very similar. And for the first 60 levels or so of the pass, you're just like getting a shoulder piece or an elbow pad or like a little tiny thing that goes on your hip that no one's going to notice. Um, or like you can finally change the color of your visor after level 45 or whatever the fuck it is. But mm. so like that's that's a little bit of an issue. But the, the thing that I really have an issue is there's the regular game battle pass and then there's the event battle pass. And the event is yeah. only around for like a week. And so if you want to progress your samurai armor battle pass you have to do specifically event-based challenges and those are mixed into your regular challenges so i went for an entire like day and a half where i didn't get any event-based challenges like i could not progress that battle pass because the game didn't rng me those types of challenges i was just mm -hmm. constantly getting other types of challenges like i'm i want to freaking get the samurai stuff and so i had and there were things too that like I couldn't necessarily get in the Fiesta playlist match. So I had to go play all the other shit in order to unlock the unlock, unlock those challenges Clear so that they might hopefully get replaced with the Fiesta ones that gets me the, the samurai armor. So uh, technically, I mean, all of this is beta the way that it's working right now in these battle passes. And the battle passes, the event-based ones do go away, but the regular ones don't go away ever. So you can just constantly keep uh, mm. earning on them. But they're, they've already admitted they they're going to do some tweaking to it. But uh, I'm... Right now, it's a yeah. little bit of a struggle for me. Yeah, and that event one, they bring back multiple times through the season. So if you don't get it all in the first time, they're like, we'll bring it yeah, back. Yeah, they're bringing it back. I think it's like Which three different weeks over the next couple of months. Yeah, I'm with you. I hope by the time... I mean, they already know that their progression is a problem because it is very slow and, and very weird. They already know that, so I hope they get it fixed soon by the time we get full release or whatever. Because like you said, the game's awesome to play. It's just like, yeah, that battle pass uh, is difficult to get through, but... Like you said, there's really not much in the battle pass anyways at the moment. So it's fine as long as the game's fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, hope they fix that ASAP. I'm having a blast with it, though. I like it a lot. Very fun. That's it. That's all I played, though. What'd you play? What's the, what are some of these games well, on here that I haven't heard of? The Wolfman <laughs> played some games. Uh, more Guardians. Getting through that. I sat down. So what I did one night, here's what I hate. So I sat down. I was gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch Guardians of the Galaxy because Disney Plus just added up the IMAX to a lot of yes. their movies that have IMAX scenes in them. I was like, oh yeah, and Guardians is one of them. I was like, awesome. Guardians is cool. I want to watch this in IMAX, the scenes that are in it. And then I had to watch Ernest Saves Christmas instead, <laughs> uh, which actually is not a bad movie. But that's not, not Guardians of the Galaxy. It's no Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, I think that's my favorite Ernest movie. That's pretty solid. Uh, so then I was like, okay, now that this is over, I don't feel like watching the movie, but let me play more of the game. Been playing a lot of that. I think there are, I don't want to spoil how many chapters there are, but I'm getting, I'm on like the last third of the game. I just looked it so, up and apparently 17 hours to beat, which is longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But some of the chapters are a lot shorter than the other ones. Some chapters are basically just like a long cutscene, sort of ish, or like a, a narrative moment. I won't say necessarily a cutscene, All but right. narrative moments. Um, but I'm getting in the in the last third of that in a very good game. Continue to enjoy it. Want to unlock all the the costumes and stuff. Have fun with those characters. So I like it a lot. Whenever you get a chance, you should definitely get on that one. That's solid. Dope. I will. And then watch Guardians and IMAX. Uh, then I also played. So we started. We talked about this on last week's podcast. I was like, I'm going to start this tonight, and then I finally did. So I've played. It takes two, which is the barf game that I had, and also just a game I wanted to play. 
and a game I want to play for Game of the Year considerations. And it is very good. Uh, it is very inventive and creative. And like, you know, like everyone said, you just, you don't repeat mechanics. You just constantly do new things yeah. over and over and over and over again. And you have to play co-op, which is great. Because, so I jumped on my friend George's stream and I played the lady doll and he played the man doll. But the lady doll's better. So, you know, who's Well, really it depends on parts you know? of the game. Parts of it, the man doll gets the much better power or useful tool or whatever mm -hmm. it is. But he's made out of clay and I'm made out of wood. That's so, true. You, know? you are better in that way. But I feel she's also whiny all the time. Like, she's so bossy. She's awful. She's so bossy. She's so mean. <laughs> she's so mean. Yep. <laughs> but no, we, we uh, got through a good amount of that game. I don't know how far into it we are. I know that game's supposed to be like 12 hours or something. It's a lot we longer play than you feel like it should be. But I'm, yeah, I'm still not 12, like over hours. it. I'm, I'm still having fun with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we, we played two nights in a row, like three hours or four hours each night on stream. So I'm probably close to halfway through that game. So that game is very good and I will continue to play it whenever he gets a chance because you have to play it with somebody. <laughs> yeah. So there's no, none of this playing by yourself. Uh, then I also started up another game that people were like, oh, this is my game of the year as well. And I'm like, you know what? I'll try it out because it's free on Game Pass. And I started playing Forgotten City. And Forgotten City was originally a Skyrim mod, but it's completely its own original story, own stone area. It's uh, voice acting, completely new story written and everything. It is, you're in the modern day, and you go into a Roman ruins. And you go into the Roman ruins, and there's a thing there, and you go back in time. There's like a time loop portal. Again, another time loop game. There's so many of them this year. And you go in a time loop and you go back to ancient Rome and it's the last day that the city is alive. It's an underground city that no one knows about. And it's like, there's only one rule. It's just the golden rule, which is just like, don't do a thing that's a sin or don't do a thing that is wrong. Um, and if you do, everybody dies. Mm. Just like blanket statement. As long as, as long as no one does anything, you live in paradise. Anyone does a single thing that is actually wrong. Everybody dies and gets turned to gold statues. Uh, so I'm only on my first run with that, but I'm trying to unravel the mystery and find stuff out. But people say this is their game of the year, and apparently it's only like a six-hour game to play. So I'm going to get through that and see what I think. But people are really excited about it, and I think it's really cool so far, but I literally haven't done anything. I talked to the dude who's like, hey, go do this investigation. And I was like, cool, save. <laughs> and then turned it off. He'll have to go do something. I, uh, so until you just now described it, had assumed I got this confused with The Forbidden City in Beijing. And I thought it was a game all mm -hmm. about, you know, like Chinese dynasties and shit like that, which would be a very different game. So now I'm looking yeah. it up and uh, I, I could be into this. And it's on Game Pass. And I just got six months of Game Pass and Black Friday. So very nice. Might, yeah. Again, I said people say apparently that is on their game of the year list. A lot of all people right. do. So for six hours, I'll try it out. And the last <laughs> thing I played was Curse of the Dead Gods, which is a indie. It's basically Hades except for better gameplay and less story. A lot less story. Oh, that reminds me uh, of fucking so in, finish Hades, too. Sorry, go, go on. That's great. <laughs> oh, you're good. Yeah, just instead of um, being in Greek and doing all that stuff, you're in Aztec temples. And it's really cool because it's a roguelite. You know, you got to get better, you die, you get new weapons or whatever. But the way they, they start you out is there are multiple levels. So it's like, oh, go through this part of the Aztec temple, which is like lightning and whatever it's themed after that and you have to get up to the boss and then you kill the boss and it's like okay come back and then the next time you go through that temple it's like go now there's two bosses and like you're building 
So there's three sections of the temple. So you're basically learning to beat this part of the temple and then continuing that that track. So it's like, oh, I, I beat it. You know, I do my dashing and my fighting and whatever. And then it's like, next time it's two bosses. And then I do two bosses in each area. And then next time it's three bosses and do three. So the game gets tougher, but you're learning to play the game as it as it goes along. Interesting thing about this game that sets it apart, there's a light mechanic. The monsters are scared of light, so you have to constantly... You have a torch, which doesn't do a lot of damage, but it provides light. And then there are, like, braziers around. Um, so you gotta, like, set light and keep the monsters at bay. But then also, the curse of the dead gods part is that every time you either walk through a door or you get attacked by an enemy, you get a thing called corruption. And then once you get 100 corruption you get a curse, a randomized curse. And they can be anything from, oh, you just always gain corruption. Like every 10 seconds, you get one corruption. And because before it used to just be like, you go through a door and you'll get 20. Now it's like, oh, you just get it constantly. Or another one will be like, uh, if you get hit, you start to hallucinate and the world changes to like sepia tone and you don't see the heads up display anymore. Or another one, which are good is like, oh, hey, you whenever you dodge you become incorporeal so like you literally are just invincible whenever you dodge now no matter what uh so there's positives and negatives to it and then you know you go through the game and try to not get too many curses because if you get five curses it's like you're just you die like you don't die immediately but it's like you start to die yeah. constantly that's your last curse that's dope. so I, that was <clears throat> it reminds me a lot of the the parasite and malfunction options or functions in uh returnal in return that was a like yeah. a big cool thing for me in that game is oh shit what trade-offs am i going to make what what sacrifices yeah. or risks am i going to take with the parasites in order to get what about functions i have mm -hmm. except for these are forced on you you have no choice you're going to get a curse and when you beat a boss you get to take a curse away you get a pick or whatever but so i've gone through that it's a good game it's also came out this year and it's on my indie game of the year list if there's such a thing so i've just been playing game of the year stuff and watching Ernest saves christmas <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good week not too bad all right. Anything else? That's it? That's it, man. That's it. All right, cool cat. We're going on to the quest log. <laughs> First up, Marvel MMO is headed your way. It's from Adam Bankhurst at IGN.com. Nice. Ooh, could be fun. Uh, according to a recent investor presentation, DC Universe Online developer Dimensional Inc. Studios is working on, quote, a Marvel IP-based massively multiplayer online game aka marvel mmo i don't know why they had to put so many words on this one uh, as reported by Eurogamer, the new mmo from daybreak games austin-based dimensional ink studio was revealed as one of its quote-unquote longer-term projects uh, it was also revealed that this unannounced marvel mmo will be led by jack emirate who designed and helmed city of heroes and currently leads dc universe online so the main guy at the studio is doing this one uh, it's important to note that daybreak game company was reportedly working on a marvel mmo a few years ago that was canceled in 2018 and led to layoffs. So the company that makes the only superhero MMOs is going to make a Marvel yeah. one. The, uh, you're right. Yeah, it's the only one, whether it's the City of Heroes yeah. or DC. DC is officially offline, right? Like you can't play DCUO anymore? No, that game is still going. The game, really? I think, just had its 10-year anniversary a couple of years ago, like a year ago, maybe, something like that. No, DC Universe Online is still going. You can play on your PS4 or PS5 Dang. or whatever. Okay, okay. I don't know why I thought that was dying a couple of years ago. You would think, but they keep it going. Dope. I, this is like, I guess this is what I hopefully would have wanted from Marvel's Avengers. 
where it's like, hey, pick a either pick a superhero to play as or design your own kind of like DC Universe Online, where like you make your own person and decide what types of powers that are kind of inspired by DC uh, characters. And then just like a bunch of people just team up for cool shit and quests and raids and all that kind of shit. And it's like everything the Crystal Dynamics did wrong, hopefully this company has done multiple superhero MMOs and has learned a lot of lessons from all of that. Um, I'm into this, especially and people might see this as a dark sign where like, oh, they were working on a Marvel MMO and then it was canceled a few years ago. We're like that could be a good thing. I'd be like, hey. We saw it was going to go in the wrong direction, maybe a Crystal Dynamics direction, and we decided, oh, let's make something a little bit different. And so they kind of rebuilt it from the ground up, hopefully. Anyway, I'm very excited for this. Give me more Marvel in so many different types of ways. Like, we've got the card-based strategy game coming up. We've got um, freaking Spider-Man, like, action, like, Wolverine, all that kind of stuff. I would love an MMO Marvel. Of fucking course I would. Give me it. Oh, MMO people are excited. I have tried multiple MMOs. They are not my thing. But I did play a little bit of DC Universe Online, so this seems like the right company to do that sort of thing. It's just MMOs are... I don't have the time. I'm sorry. Yeah, I it's, do not you got to kind of pick one. And so, like, this would... Destiny is kind of an MMO, and, like, this would... It is. If there's, a, if there's a break in Destiny lore and, like, stuff to do for a while, this is when this would might, like, come in and sweep that out from under me. Yeah, I was called Destiny MMO Light, uh, and people were trying to argue. It. Well, one person, not people. Only one person tried to argue with me. I was like, "You're an idiot." I never spoke to him again. Uh, just like Division <laughs> never is. Spoke to him again. <laughs> never again. Just like Division is an MMO Light. Yeah. I I believe Destiny is the same thing. So again, I'm happy for the people. Again, Marvel games are cool. They've been making good ones. I haven't really had a major dud. Maybe one of the mobile games or whatever. But I mean. If you say Marvel's Avengers is the dud again, we've said it. The single player is fun. Yeah, I liked. Uh, what is that one that was on Switch? Uh, Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance Three. Huge difficulty spike in Solid. that game, but yeah, fun. Yeah, it's real hard, real, real quick. All of a sudden, you have to stagger everybody constantly. But yeah. yeah, I'm excited for this, and this is a good team. It seems. All right, Chrono Cross remake. Oh shit! Chrono Cross remake? Cr Question cross. mark? Chrono Cross from George Yang at GameSpot. My boy George. Uh, a remake of the classic boy George PlayStation is a very different JRPG. Person. Do I know? Boy George is a very different person. Boy George? Yeah. Boy George is at VGC. Uh, a remake of this classic <laughs> PlayStation JRPG appears to be on its way. While it's reportedly being announced by Sony, it might be a multi-platform release rather than a PlayStation exclusive. Hmm. Last month, VGC uh, reported on claims that PlayStation is going to announce a remake of a big game around Christmas time. I wonder what Christmas time is. That December 9th? Uh, <laughs> Xbox era co-founder Nick Baker claims that the remake is actually Chrono Cross Remastered. The title of Chrono Cross was uh, present on the NVIDIA leak back in September. Remember that NVIDIA leak where they're like, these aren't necessarily real games and half of them are actual real games that oh, we just didn't yeah. hear about yet? This one was on there. Uh, on his podcast, Baker says, what else I was told? Because everyone's working under the assumption that's PlayStation exclusive. I've been told that it's not. The only word that was used was multi-plat. Uh, Baker clarified that he assumed the remaster will at least appear on PC, PlayStation, and Switch. All of his sources mentioned the word multi-plat. He isn't sure about Xbox, though. So, Chrono Cross Remake, not going to be PlayStation exclusive, according to the sources. I've never played I don't know what Chrono Cross Let is. Let me Chad, you tell take you. Take this over. Chrono Cross no is the spiritual sequel to Chrono Trigger, which is one of the most mm -hmm. beloved JRPGs of all time. Yeah, I know that one. And it is a... 
so it was it was released on PlayStation, the original PlayStation, and it's a game that I have I tried to play multiple times. Like whenever I was like early teens, I would or maybe late teens, I don't remember. Time is a flat circle. I would look up like what cool JRPGs or what cool games should I be playing? And Chrono Cross consistently got like perfect scores. Like I would sometimes look up like what are all the perfect games and Chrono Cross would get it. And a lot of it was um, celebrated and praised because of its score as well. Um, not score the number, but score the music. And so mm. I've started this game on PSP with the PS1 Classic. I started this game on my Vita with the PS1 Classic. And I always get like an hour into it. And then I I just lose interest in it. And I, it's, it's a weird... Because it was PlayStation and they had the CDs, they were experimenting with 3D again, kind of a little bit, a little bit like Final Fantasy, a little bit uh, Final Fantasy Seven, probably more like Final Fantasy Nine ish, a little bit. Um, so it's it's got like that overworld, and you're a little tiny 3D character running around it, and then you go into different areas, and then it's a more big 3D uh, world. But it's also got like a card based system, and you have different team members and all that stuff. So it's it's a little bit weird when it comes to JRPGs. And it presentation wise has uh there's a lot to be done to it in order to make it modern and playable, just like we talked about with Resident Evil 4. So I'm excited as fuck for this because there's that just generational technology, you know, barrier to me playing it. Um and it's current and I've always wanted to play it. I love Chrono Trigger, played that quite a few times. I assumed I would like Chrono Cross as well, but I just can't get into it in its current form. So I'm pumped as hell for this. I'm pumped as hell for Game Awards because that sounds, you're like, you're right. It's like, that's probably around Christmas. I don't know when Christmas mm-hmm. is every year, but I assume it's something around December 9th. So it's in that month. Something in there. Also, happy Hanukkah. To, and this is the first day of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to anyone that's who uh, celebrates, who listens. What I've de- determined in the last three minutes of you talking mm-hmm. is that the idea of a remake, this is kind of why earlier I gave, or not me, the Wolfman <clears throat> gave some shit to the KOTOR remake, is, so the idea of this remake, you know, the remaking a classic PlayStation game, and you just mentioned Resident, not Resident Evil 7, uh, Final Fantasy 7, right? And how people love that remake. It's like, this was what was in my head as a kid. Like, the best remake is what you imagined the game was then, but they're just doing it now. Yeah. But, of course, Final Fantasy Remake is completely different from the original Final Fantasy. Basically, round up. It's not... Like, it again, it's what you remember, but it's not what you remember, because go try to play that old game. It is not close. Uh, same thing with RE2 Remake, right? So, but we also get in this spot where, like... I guess it wasn't a remake, but, like, Alan Wake was just like, it's just 4K assets, yeah. and it's fine. Or we have other games that are remakes that are like, this is fine. I think we're in the age now where a remake, for me to care, has to be like real good. Like I want ground up, you know, big big daddy, you know, <laughs> top level. I want it to be really, really good, right? So again, for me, I never really cared about Chrono Cross, so I wouldn't know the differences or anything. But again, Resident Evil and Final Fantasy are PlayStation 1 games that were remade and people like now. Whatever this is, I don't know what team's doing it or anything about this at all, but you're going to have to bring the heat because you, these these games are old, man. Let me be honest yeah. with you. You can't just old make games a, are old. a widescreen and reduce the, the jaggies on there. Like, you got to make it good. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm excited for people who are excited for it. If it looks good, I might, might be able to try it out, but I have no nostalgia for it. So, if they just make a good game, I'll, I'll check it out. 
but kind yeah, of they've a little bit tiny bit yeah, related. Like on there's this middle way, there's this halfway point. So like there's the, the Alan Wake remake, and then there's mm. like the Resident Evil Two remake, and then like halfway in between is the Dragon Quest Three remake that's coming, where it's like the entire thing in the Octopath Traveler engine, but it's kind of the same okay. game that originally was there with some quality of life improvements, and like that's the shit that gets me hard. Like that's I cannot freaking wait for that type of stuff and if this is even that level like if it's alan wake chrono cross just in hd i'll probably just buy it and never play it and uh but if it's this like dragon quest that's the barrier for me like that's that's the threshold at which i will be very excited and more, most likely play it that's cool i hope it's good and we'll get an announcement pretty soon around christmas time <clears throat> game awards game awards game awards Speaking of game awards, it's the big dog. Woo! More game awards hype. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. I got to bring some energy, man. We're, we we have basically no stories. All of these stories are basically a tweet that have been turned into a news story. Uh, there's some more game awards hype from John or Jordan Midler, excuse me, at VGC. Host and creator of the game awards, Jeff Keighley, has claimed that the December 9th show will feature a world premiere that has quote unquote been working. What? Been working on with the developer? He's been working on mm. with the developer mm. for two and a half years. Excuse me. In a tweet published on uh, Sunday, Healy said that he visited the developer in summer of 2019, and it was the last time that he visited studios around the world. So, Healy, I'm going to repeat what he says in the tweet in a second, but basically he's like, in that summer, we went and saw a bunch of different studios, and we saw cool things, and now I'm excited to bring this to you. I remember you brought this up, because didn't you say it was Schreier who visited... A studio and next door they were making Bioshock. Yes, he visited Hangar 13, who was making 13, who, was. Mafia 3 at the time. And then next door, uh, a game developer was making Bioshock 4. And it just came in my mind whenever it's like, Healy was going on tours and seeing people like, didn't Jason Schreier see Bioshock? He did. I don't want to get too hyped for Game Awards, but ugh, Bioshock. I love yeah, that Jeff Keighley is like, I've been working with this developer for two and a half years, and the last time I saw him was two and a half years ago. <laughs> We've been real close. Uh, so this is directly from his his tweet, his Twitter thread. I just saw the final cut of a Game Awards world premiere. We've been working on with a developer for two and a half years. Truly honored we entrusted to share this work with the world. Two and, a, two and a half years sounds like a long time, but summer 2019 was my last global tour to visit developers. I've always had so much fun visiting studios. I hope to do it again in 2022. So, like you said, he's been working with someone for two and a half years. He's honored that they were entrusted, and he's very excited. It's a world premiere video. Uh, wild speculation. What do you think? I have no freaking clue. There's not like even a clue of of what developer he's working with, right? No. What I will say is, I hope it's not this Chrono Cross thing, because if that is your two and a half year, we've been working toward an announcement, and I'm be like, mm. I mean, I'm sure people are excited, but mm, that doesn't do it for me. Again, I hyped myself up a second ago, but like a Bioshock. <laughs> Would be oh my, I, that is the game that is the game that i am most like i want to die <laughs> i don't want to die i i cannot die until i've played that game whatever that game is whether it's good bad i don't give a fuck i just love that bioshock universe so much but yeah it, that that's a game that for some reason i just feel so strongly that we're gonna see at game awards this year like it's it's been like two and a half Oh, fuck my fucking ass. Has it been two and a half years since Jason Schreier tweeted that? Hold on. You do that math. I'll think of something in the meantime. Uh, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like it's going to be exclusive from a studio because 
I feel like we know about a lot of the stuff the studios do, or they showed it at E3, around E3. So it definitely feels like it's third party. Um, yeah, I don't know. Bioshock does make sense. What's a what's another? Rockstar doesn't wouldn't show up. I'm like, well, they fucking no. showed GTA 6. That should be wild. But Rockstar doesn't do that kind of stuff. Hmm. Okay. April 2018, Jason Schreier tweeted, among other details. Hold on. Uh... Loading, loading. Among other details, I learned while reporting the story right next to Hangar 13, a top-secret 2K studio is now working on a top-secret new Bioshock game. 2018. That was 18. Two and a half. Oh, that's, that's three and a half years ago. No, nope, it's that's impossible. That's he saw it. Yeah, not possible. No, he could have just seen it later on when it was farther along. Maybe, yeah. We'll just keep our hopes up. It has to be Bioshock. If it's not Bioshock, I'm going to drown myself in the fountain. I don't know what fountain, uh, but I'm going to find a fountain. Okay. <laughs> Just a fountain. Interesting. I hope Game Awards lives up to our hype. I really hope it's really cool. It seems like it's going to be. So we'll That's next freaking week. That's so ne- it's coming real soon. Let me look at my calendar. Next Wednesday? Or next Thursday? Thur- yeah, Thursday the 9th. My Thursday's dad's birthday. Ninth. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Game Awards <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Open presents by yourself. Lord, Mass Effect may be coming to Amazon Prime. Hmm? Ooh, trepidatious. We'll see. Matt Kim at IGN. <clears throat> In a report about Amazon's success with a recent Wheel of Time adaptation, Deadline says Amazon is readying more, adapt- more adaptations for popular franchises, including Mass Effect. The report notes that the deal is nearing, meaning Amazon and EA haven't fully agreed to the project just yet. There are no details on the story or whether this will be an original story set in the Mass Effect universe or a story related to the video game series. Uh, if Amazon makes Mass Effect TV series, it will be the second video game adaptation in work as the studio. Amazon previously announced it's making a Fallout TV show from the creators of Westworld, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. Uh, Todd Howard, Bethesda boss Todd Howard, revealed in a recent AMA that work on the Fallout TV series is ongoing. So you were a little trepidatious at the beginning. Yeah. Explain to me why. Amazon original series have been mostly misses for me. Like if I think about all the other competitors like Hulu and Netflix and Amazon and Apple TV plus and all the other fucking goddamn ones out there. Um, I think about the original Amazon prime series and they've been mostly misses. Like even wheel of time. Like I watched the first episode of that. I was like, I don't know. It's high budget stuff, but it's just wholly uninteresting and the acting so, so and the writing is fine. And I guess Whenever this Lord of the Rings show that's coming out on Amazon Prime comes out, like that'll be maybe the thing that's most. I mean, they're obviously very different. One's fantasy and one's sci-fi, but but like that that I feel like will set the tone for what we can expect from Mass Effect in terms of production quality. And so I'm I'm hesitant about it. However, Henry Cavill famously put on Instagram last year sometime you know working on something Mm. cool and he had a blurry thing in the script and people unblurred it using software and found out that it was a mass effect script and so like they've got enough money to pay henry cavill and it's not just gonna be a bunch of randos so i don't know i don't know i i'm I'm a wait and see on this one i love the mass effect Mm. lore and the universe and the characters and all that stuff but like i don't know if if this gets me excited yet i need to see a trailer and I need to see a cast list. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't watched Wheel of Time, but I know a lot of people are very excited because they like the books because they're nerds. 
Um, <laughs> but apparently, I, again, apparently Amazon was successful enough. They're like, oh, we've at we've uh, adapted a nerd thing. So now we're just giving money to everybody because apparently this does well for us. So, uh, do you not like the boys or Invincible? I do like the boys a lot. And I really enjoyed Invincible too. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon. Like I said, mostly misses. There are some gems in there. There's gotcha. some gems. All or Nothing is very good as well. It's a sports documentary series. It's fantastic. I didn't see that. Um, I did see Upload was another one that I watched. Let me just look up. And now I feel like I need to justify all the shit that I've watched on Amazon. <laughs> I barely turned on that Amazon Prime app. Uh, Mass Effect will be interesting. I'll see how this goes. I'm with you. I'm like, I got to see something first because you just saying you're going to do something doesn't mean anything. Especially we're looking down here at the Fallout TV show. I didn't remember that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, Todd Howard's like, yeah, we're still doing it. And it's like, what are you talking? When was there a Fallout show in the works? But Amazon is that company that they have the money. There are are companies that will throw money at stuff to make it good. Just the fact that they got Lord of the Rings tells me, like, yeah, they're they're trying to do something with their their, uh, streaming service. So I'm with you. We'll see. But it's not like it's going to be low budget. Like, they've got the money. Maybe they'll make it animated. I guarantee Seth Rogen will be a producer on it. You realize he produces basically everything. He on does. Amazon. He produces so freaking much. The Invincible and the boys are from Seth Rogen. Okay, there's one. more good here than I thought. Maybe just the bad is just like it. So there's Sneaky Pete, the first season of which was incredible. Brian Cranston, other people, um, mm-hmm. really, really, really good. And then there's the boys. There's uh, transparent, which I watched about a season of. I got a bunch of awards, good acting stuff. Um, marvelous Miss Maisel is fantastic. Yeah, but then, like yeah, there's things like there's the Tick, there's Upload, there's. I like the idea of the Tick. I don't like how they split that into one season into two parts. Yeah, but I like the first part. I never went back to watch the second part. I like the first part though. Jack Ryan was boring as f. Oh, is that the one with Cranston? Not Cranston. Krasinski. Krasinski. John Krasinski yeah. Can you imagine Brian Cranston as a fucking government agent shooting people? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, there's more good there than I than I remembered, but yeah, I still need to mm-hmm. see. Need to see the evidence. Doing space stuff is always well. Do they do have the expanse? Maybe they'll be fine. People love the expanse, but I feel like that's like B tier TV. I don't I've never know. watched it. I have no idea. Uh, speaking of B tier, Returnal may be getting deal. I'm just kidding. That game's not B tier at all. <laughs> Returnal may be getting some DLC it's from Georgie at GameSpot. There might be something again. This is also a tweet. Jesus Christ! There might be something new coming to Returnal in the near future. Housemark teased an image of some sort of rock creature, saying Atropos. Is that how you say the planet in the game? Is it Tropos? You even played Atropos right. of nothing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is the name of the planet in Returnal? So if you go on Twitter and look at Housemark, it's basically a blue picture with a rock that just has the name of the planet with question not mark the rock after it no oh it could be played by the rock we don't know uh housemark mm. senior narrative uh designer evie core corin sure i have no idea how to say this name retweeted the studio's teaser and said we filmed something really amazing today hope we get to share more soon uh, it's possibly going to be new content or DLC from Eternal, or from Eternal, from Eternal, <laughs> as the rock creature doesn't seem to be anywhere in the main game. So yeah, they have a picture that doesn't seem anywhere in the main game's thing. We're yeah, I've only seen soon. another Game Awards thing. I've only seen five of the biomes, and I think there are six in that game. And this mm-hmm. picture has like a like a blue, yeah, almost, it's like a blue tint. Uh, like look to it. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't look familiar to me at all. I. Again, I've said this a trillion times. This is a game that I feel like I want to beat. I, I'm so close to beating it, I think. 
But I feel like if they make DLC, it's like, unfortunately, something that no one's going to play because no one's going to beat the original game. So many people like that mm-hmm. game a lot, but nobody beat it. Yeah, very few people beat that game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. DLC seems kind of weird in a game about escaping a time loop. Yeah. But, I don't know, maybe New Game Plus stuff. I don't know. It'll be interesting. We'll know very soon. We filmed something. It's a, I, I wish we know what time of year it is. Just say this stuff. At it's around works. Christmas time, I, I think. Uh, around Christmas, yeah. yeah. I, I would love if all these things we talked about actually aren't Game Awards. They're just like random videos after a Game Awards, like two <laughs> weeks later. They're like, oh, by the way, here's that thing from Housemark. Like, okay, guys, chill out. Um, yeah, more stuff for Returnal. Everyone enjoy. Beat the game now that it has safe states. Final story of the day. <gasps> What's my boy Kojima up to? Ow! I've got a bomb. It's from Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. You almost spit up your drink, didn't you? (laughs) I was also watching Jingle All the Way. Remember when he's like, "I got a bomb in here," and it was actually a bomb. Speaking of Jingle All the Way, there's a there's a show called Solar Opposites, which is Mm -hmm. it's basically Rick and Morty, but the characters are aliens. And it's fantastic. And they just did a Christmas special where the characters have to relive the movie Jingle all the way. And then they, they're like, this movie fucking sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. And then they come back to it and it's been like 80 movie years and there are trillion Sinbads and they're like eating people. It's a fantastic episode. <laughs> that sounds great. I'm going to watch that. Uh, but anyways, Kojima this is from Eddie McCooch GameSpot. Posting on Twitter, Kojima shared an image of people in a studio space who appeared to be filming something, uh, preparing to film something. Uh, Commenters believe the person, the, and again, another Twitter picture. Please go look at the Twitter picture. It's on Kojima's Twitter. Uh, commenters believe the person in the white shirt and black boots in the foreground is Norman Reedus, though this is not confirmed. So basically it's a picture of people working on a, on a studio in a background, and they're all blurred out. And then there's like a camera or like a lens in the foreground or whatever. And it's like, and here's here's what Kojima's tweet on the, uh, the tweet is. Recently, I've been revising the plan and script and experimenting with everything else, Kojima said. That's the tweet. I've been revising the plan and script and experimenting with everything else. And it's a picture of people in a blurry background and people were like, that dude right there is Norman Reedus. Uh, I mean, uh, in looking at the picture, the boots, the skinny cut ankles on the jeans, the hair length. I mean, I feel like Norman Reedus probably in real life would be a little stinky and looking at the, like this person looks like they might also be stinky. And Mm -hmm. so uh, I... I probably think he's right. I think it's, I don't know. It might be, he's, Hideo Kojima worked so hard on like cutting his own trailer for the director's cut of Death Stranding that he might just be like, I'm just going to make another fucking Death Stranding short film. Maybe I'm going to do a Death Stranding. A Death Stranding director's cut, director's cut trailer. Yes. (laughs) Like a trailer that is the director's cut of the director's cut of Death Stranding. I, I wouldn't hype this up as being any like new game reveal or even like a film or a mo- or a TV show adaptation of it. I, f- I feel like it's probably just like, look at this critical acclaim trailer that I made live action with Norman Reedus, and I found a real baby in a dumpster and we put it in an orange <laughs> Jello, and fucking filmed it. And we're gonna show it off at Jeff Keeley's place. Yeah, uh, another little last part of the story. It was happened, I think, a week or two ago. I didn't put in the doc because there wasn't really much to it. But Kojima Productions recently opened a film and TV studio in Los Angeles. So it could just be him doing film and TV. I'm glad he just finally did that because it's what he's really wanted to do all these yeah. years is just make film and TV. So just go ahead and do that instead of pretending to make video games that just have hour-long movies in front of them. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, maybe it's, again, that dude could literally just be a stagehand who happened to kind of look like Norman Reedus. And this is just like Kojima being like, I've made my first commercial for Doritos. I don't know. <laughs> it could be anything. I hope, I hope could, to God this all turns out to be a Doritos Kojima commercial. It could be whatever it is. But whatever go, it is, I excited. just hope it's flavor blasted. Even if it's mm, a yeah. even if it's a director's cut trailer, I hope it's just blasted with flavor. A dangerously cheesy director's cut. Uh, <laughs> and that's all the stories we have for the day. I'm sorry. Again, half of these stories were tweets. People are taking vacation, but thanks for hanging out with us either way and yeah. listening to podcasts. We made it fun. Yeah, we made we oh. made lots of noises and sounds and kooky characters. <laughs> Wolfman. Arr, 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 arr. And a cool cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's time it's time everybody for the best segment of the day what is it cool cat we're ready to pop back to you back with the jazz podcast segment from Adam yeah oh man so we'll continue our <laughs> series of segments <laughs> Good lord. Best games of the month. November is now ended. I don't believe there's any more game uh, oh, releases. Well, I hope not. So, we've only have three. Technically, there were a couple more on this list, but I, wanna, I wanted to save what number four was, because you're going to laugh. You're, gonna, you're having a laugh. Ooh. I'm British. So, I'm best games. A, a review games. <laughs> they call it a lolly. <laughs> you're having a bit of a lolly. I'm having a quite, I'm a, quite a jolly lolly today. Oh, Jason Statham, my favorite game <laughs> oh, of the month. That's right, Jason Statham. I've got a gun on my magic outfit. <laughs> cop, cop, splash, gun, gun. Awful. Anyways, the number one best reviewed game of the month was Forza Five, sitting at a ninety-two on Metacritic. All right. Yes. I hope you actually get to play it now that you have Game Pass. Yeah, I gotta. Uh, I'm waiting to it. redeem my. I have two three-month chunks. I'm waiting to redeem it until mm-hmm. the very first time that I can actually have time to play something on game. Sit down and play. So. Cool, cool, cool. Forza 5.92. Uh, I will go ahead and say, yes, I think it's very good. I don't think it'll be in our game of the year. I don't think like it's a thing that you'll be like, oh, this is my favorite game. But I think you will really enjoy the game. But as far as game of year discussions, uh, you know, unless you do a best sports and racing category, which then obviously wins. Yeah. But I don't think it's a game that's going to, you know. But I, I think you will have a ton of fun. Absolutely. Number two, at an 87 is Unpacking, which is a game. It is on Game Pass, and it's on every system as well. It's just like a 16-bit game about, like, you're living a life of a young woman, like, as she moves throughout her life, and you, like, put things in their place in her apartment. And it seems very simple, but I've seen a couple people be like, yo, this is my favorite game of the year. People were, like, legit were like, oh, this game is fantastic. I absolutely love this. This is one of my favorite things. That's interesting. So it has a blue GameCube next to a crock pot in the game in their kitchen. Very cool, very cool. So apparently it's a, it's a cool narrative game where you just have fun unpacking stuff and relax, and apparently the story's good. And if that game's like two or three hours, I'll play it. Maybe I'm they'll swing right online. Three and a half and hours in length. I can do yeah. that for a cool indie game. Does it have a platinum tra- Oh, it's not on PlayStation. Just in Switch, PC, and Xbox. Is it not? Okay. Switch, PC, Xbox. Okay. And number three on the list, for all you big nerds out there, sitting at an 86 on Metacritic, Shin Megami Tensei Five. You know who the... is super into this game? Never would have thought Holden Depardo. He went through like uh, a good two or three day phase of just nonstop texting us about how good Shin Megami Tensei Five was. 
Um, Hit me up when it's Persona Six. Sure. I don't. I don't know what all of that. You don't is. play Persona. Do you not play any? Of I've, no, I've not played any Shin Megami or Persona games. I I own Persona Four Golden on my Vita, but I've never started it. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> people really like it. I know that. I was listening to somebody talk about it. How the you know because like everyone knows Persona is a, is a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei, but they were talking about the lore. Where it's like in Shin Megami Tensei Two, like the world ended so like the timeline split off after the world ends in two and then there's like multiple game series i don't i don't know but apparently reviewed well and people like it and i'm glad that they do i don't want to play a 100 hour rpg yeah but i'm sure there are a lot of people who love that kind of thing so good for them i didn't put in the list but number four is pro football manager 2022 i believe it's an 84 (laughs) on metacritic oh my god all right if you want to manage your soccer club, then you, you, there you go. You can play that game. Apparently, it's the fourth best reviewed game of November. <laughs> All right. I feel like, well, uh, December 8th will come around and Halo will get its full campaign review. But So, yeah, I guess it'll be a December thing rather than the beta of the Infinite. Yeah, that, that's a December release. Yeah. yeah. So that's it for this month. I think I think unpacking is worth checking out. Yeah, I don't know if that'll make your list. That's like, hey, I'm bored on one night. Let me knock something out before I go to bed. Hey, there's a lot of good indie games. Did you know? Apparently. What? There's a lot of indie games that review very well. Yeah, it's crazy. No way. I I have a feel like Sports 5 like walks away easy with this month. I don't don't have it. I haven't played it. I haven't looked at screenshots of it yet. But everyone tells me it's freaking amazing and it's beautiful and gorgeous and all the fun things. So... Um, yeah, I think but just based on people talking, four is a five. Yeah, also extremely popular. So that makes sense for me. But also, this top seems like a pretty solid month. We've had some months where like the top game was like an 89, and then the next ones were all like 81s. It's like, well, this is fine, yeah. I suppose. But this actually seems like a, a, a shallow but very solid month. Yeah. I had to admit, when I looked on here, <sighs> son of a bitch. When I looked on here, I only saw three games. I was like, uh oh. November's not looking good because usually November is a big month with like Call of Duty and all that mm-hmm. Battlefield and that, that's actually surprising. Battlefield's not on there. They both rated lower than an 80. Snow way. Snow White, Snow yep. Way. Mm-hmm. All right. I know you've been loving Vanguard, but apparently people do not like this year's Call of Duty overall. Well. I guess compared to other years. I don't know what that yeah. really means, but you know. Interesting. So. I don't know. And Battlefield apparently was a mess. Oh man, what a shame! Hate to see it. I yeah, hope. I, I hope. Like, obviously, it's an online service. It's evolving, so hopefully, it improves. But I'll play it when it comes to EA Play in six months. EA Play, get the game. Absolutely. But that's it, there, cool cat. What do you got wow, for wow, me? Wow, wow. I regret to inform you this might be our shortest podcast ever, as I have forgotten to create a game on game show for today. Ooh. Um. So we will instead fill the time with three and a half uninterrupted minutes of <laughs> cat noises and wolfman noises and jazz cat. I'm kidding. We're not going to do that to you. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's I, that's it for our episode. It's a short one. Um, cool. But we'll have much more to talk about as we lead up to Game Awards next week as we get to talk about the results of the Game Awards after next week and more things Game Awards and Christmas-related upcoming in the month of December. Speaking of the month of December, 
you have a job to do, go to patreon.com slash fire. Shortly, we will have a barf poll out for January. That barf is our backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. We put up a poll uh, of four games that we would like to play that we haven't played, that's maybe a classic that we should have played, or that maybe we just want to revisit after a very, very long time. And um, you get to vote on that if you are a patron. And then we reviewed it at the end of the month. So go there, patreon.com slash respawningfire. You also get to play with us on game nights when we have those. You get dope wallpapers for your devices. I promised Joel Campos, that's Campos63, go follow him on Twitter and Twitch. I promised him that I would make a wallpaper for Halo Infinite. So within the next Ooh, yeah. week and a half-ish, you should see a Halo-themed RAF wallpaper for all your devices on that Patreon as well. Um. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> okay i thought i thought you were just gun. like guess what i did last night and i thought that's no, what you were holding doing. a big gun <laughs> you're shooting got it halo gun halo gun got it that's that's american sign language for halo gun <laughs> again your video is cropped on the video version so people can only just see you um, doing this basically just my face. You can't see where my hand is outstretched <laughs> yeah. doing a gun motion. Gotcha. It's just me covering my face like an just idiot. Just sniffing your two fingers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and you know what else you should do, everyone? Go in lieu of a game on game show. We're going to give you back six and a half minutes. What you normally would have had game on game show. And now you're going to use those six and a half minutes to do something great during the holidays and go on Twitter and find your favorite game dev, your favorite video game mocap artist, your favorite musician who scored something in a video game you like, and you're just going to tweet at them and tell them you appreciate their work. It's not going to take more than six and a half minutes. And that's how long our game shows usually take, I assume. So go do that right now with your extra time back in your life. And that's it, everyone. Thank you for listening to episode 235 of Respawn Aim Fire. We'll be back next week with more game show. I mean, game show. Game awards predictions, probably, or um, news or leaks or something. More cryptic Jeff Keighley shit. And until next week, here's our usual sign-off. Skip a new bop, What does a bunny sound sound like?